Let's test these motherfuckers, dog. Sup? Bar here. Bar here. <laughs> well, it's plugging away on my pack of stuff. <laughs> Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 90 fucking 3. Hey, everybody. Guess who it is? <laughs> Bar here. Bar here. Hey, what the fuck's today? November 7th, 2013. A couple days after the fucking grand old time that was North Star this year. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what a fucking blast that was. It was uh, really awesome to get away, man. Holy yeah, shit, that I need that. That's fucking bad place. Still kind of am, but... Really gassy today. <laughs> this fucking pasta pronto shit for lunch and it just destroyed me. <laughs> Too many fucking sun dried tomatoes floating around in there. Pasta pronto. That's what uh, the Aramark people at Century call it when they fucking fry up some pasta for you on the spot. Uh, fucking stinky coming out of me though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what have you been up to in the hobby, man? Well, it's that time of year. I've just been uh, working on. Getting ready for Wapaka. Ooh, weekend before North Star. I took Friday off. <laughs> yeah. Got out the trailer. Thought I'd take a day, day and a half, go through all the Wapaka tables. <laughs> took me the entire flipping weekend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Isn't that always how it goes? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever... Once or twice, I may have completed a project in the time I expected, but... <laughs> well, if you quit fucking jerking off every time. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've been working out, you got all this extra testosterone to burn off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start smoking. <laughs> Cut it back. <laughs> so what, are you building new tables, terrain? What are you working on them? Um, well, right now, I've just been meaning to get through everything. Because, like, every year, you know, shit gets kind of beat up and fucked up and just... yeah. Plus, I'm getting too old to deal with some of the ludicrously huge bullshit I've made over the years, so I'm kind of scaling back, so everything's going to be more of a normal stature, so... Yeah, we talked about your cutting down of the Great Pyramid and the Gash last time yeah. we recorded. It was pretty sad to see it go. It looked really small, but Raj said it was still like 12 inches by 12 inches. Yeah, it's still <laughs> fairly big, um... And the best thing about that, though, is now I have enough masonite to, for, like, the next two years' worth of terrain projects. <laughs> nice. I've been considering ripping the walls down in this room because it's all masonite, and at some point it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a fucking gold mine, buddy. <laughs> That's cool. You seem pretty fucking excited after Northstar to... Me build and paint some fucking ogres. Any yeah. progress there? Oh, that's not going to happen until after <laughs> the tournament. It's just the way things are. That's why I've always been such a struggle to get models painted the last few years. You know, every yeah. year I'm expanding and expanding, you know. And like I wanted it last year, I thought, oh, you know, 80 some dudes at the tournament, that'd be fine. And yeah. Raj is like, we got to get 100. We got to get to 100. Yeah, that's because he don't have any extra work to do if yeah. he pushes it up 20 folks. So I've pawned off like three tables this year. Out of like the ten, I got no eleven that I got to do. Who'd you pawn those off to? 
Uh, Raj is doing one. Ah. The, his chthonic demonic. Oh, I thought theme. he was. Oh, he was just working on some jungle terrain. Yeah, he's just right always. Now. I don't okay. know. He always <laughs> seems to have. From his dog's war days, he's always got jungle terrain kicking around, it seems like. So. Yeah, he said he ripped his display board apart and he's just going to make terrain out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and all those palm trees and fucking jungle bush and shit like that. Yeah. And then I um, hired the terrain wench to. She's going to do a lizard man themed table. Oh, that's cool. I had some emails with her thinking about having her on for either a regular segment or a whole episode just mm-hmm. to fucking. I don't know. I've been checking out her blog lately. It got me some cool ideas on the display board I did, so get the word out if she's looking for some business and uh talk about interesting terrain shit now that i finally came out of my shell and made some proper terrain for my display <laughs> board the first time i've ever done buildings <laughs> yeah they're not too bad they turn out pretty cool yeah uh doesn't just a little effort goes a long way with terrain i've noticed so yeah of course i fucking go to the insane level <laughs> fucking retard yeah oh yeah then hansen i got chad hansen on a table so is he doing an awk table no, I think it's just going to be like a rocky table. Like uh, He's got some ideas. Is he going to bring that giant orc castle that he made and set it up in the center? <laughs> castle orcs go. We're going to have a fucking siege scenario this year. It's <laughs> pretty cool. All right. You started working on the prizes yet? No. Okay. That's always kind of probably mostly be done in January. I'm sure I'm going to kick it on some things here and there, you know, up before then. But I yeah. like to be able to just focus on them and I take the whole month off. So it becomes my full-time job basically just making prizes yeah are you excited by the prospect of building the orc prizes oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's um the first wall pack it came about with the orc prizes just because it seemed like a fun thing to do and yeah so it's yeah, nice you, to come back you, to that you seem to have taken to that like a pig to shit so <laughs> yeah orc stuff is really nice because i mean you know like even with the warriors of chaos while i can get away with it being a little sloppy here and there you know it's still you know got to be pretty to look pretty nice warriors, yeah <laughs> So, and it's always, you know, the, the hardest part is always finishing the metal and making it look, get, getting a nice finish on it. So, um, with orcs, I mean, proper finish is rusty and beat to shit, so it's <laughs> you, perfect. <laughs> if you ever decide to do ogre prizes, you still have that big old fucking ogre great weapon somewhere? Yeah, it's stashed up in the attic of my garage. I've also got a halfway completed gut plate in my basement. <laughs> that would be an awesome year. <laughs> is that fucking iron gut weapon? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was 13 <laughs> foot long. <laughs> Watch some dumbass fucker win that. <laughs> there we'll you go. Arrange it so some little guy wins it. <laughs> Can't even pick the fucker up. Yeah, there's still pictures kicking around somewhere of that shit. Like, yeah, if you go to the Yoga Stronghold, I think yeah. there's some awesome commentary on <laughs> Goki holding the fucking ogre weapon. Yeah. It's pretty damn funny. So well, that's cool. Any uh, Anything else you've been cruising on, or you just now getting rolling on all this shit? Yeah, it's just, you know, I've just been having a rough uh, second half of the year with work so i'm just finally getting into things the nice thing is is this year i'm not redoing my garage first so <laughs> yeah garage is all was all organized clean and ready to go f- yeah. for me so nice okay well i fucking painted been painting on orctonian rider number five <laughs> if you follow me on twitter you will have seen the fucking skin work i did on him three fucking hours on the skin on this dude <laughs> oh man and that's partly because it's tedious to fucking hold them and manipulate them. I gotta find a good way to paint those bore riders, you know, because you're 
essentially painting a loose model with no base, so there's okay. really nowhere to hold it by, and it's kind of fucking irritating to do that. Do um, you um, you ever think of like whenever I would do cavalry models, I would I'd have like a block of two by four with like a nail in it, and then glue them to the nail, right? But you know, right where they're going to be glued to their mount. Well, the problem is his ass is exposed because he's kind of sitting up off it. It's only oh, the yeah, sides of his right. knees that actually touch. I haven't come up. I haven't really put much effort into it, but yeah. if anybody has some idea on that, shoot me a pic or two because I got to really fucking use something. It's tedious shit, but three hours on the dude's skin. I tried some new tones. It was like Death World Forest and a Shabti Bone. Just like fucking mixes of those. They're all new colors. <laughs> Bear gave me a confused look there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. They've changed the, they've changed the whole uh, color scheme thing like twice since I last bought paints. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it came out real nice, so it's m- much more realistic looking as opposed to fantasy looking. So happy with that. I've been fucking converting up the fifth and sixth man-eaters. One of the bros is almost done. He's got a fucking... Just a fucking... He's, he's a pretty easy guy. An axe and, like, greasy ogre head with the jaw ripped off of it. That part was pretty easy. The other guy's got the fucking crossbows and shit again. And, I mean, I decided to give the other... The sixth guy a huge set of dreadlocks. So I did one of the other guys. I think it was the musician with dreadlocks. And it turned out really badass. I kind of tied him back in this huge dreadlock ponytail. This guy's going to have this just free-ranging huge dreads that you can smell from, like, a mile away. Because dreads always <laughs> fucking reek. Gross fuckers. But... can be like a big old NBA. NBA star. <laughs> like NFL, maybe. I tweeted a pic of him today, just some of the dread work I've been doing, and people say he looks like the Predator, and he does, and that was <laughs> one of the inspirations, because the Predator's a big bad motherfucker, so it's turned out pretty cool. Started working on the second Iron Blaster as well, and the only reason I really did that is because, A... The Iron Blaster is freaking awesome. <laughs> we'll get to in the North Star Tales. But B, I got this fucking huge bull model from Forge World, the one that comes with the dude on the back of him. And I sold the dude on the back of him off to Tom McClure a while back. And when I bought this guy, I knew I was going to use him for something in the Bull Ogre Army. I thought maybe like a centaur, get like a Gorgon body, and use that as the base and make like this weird, huge whole centaur guy to, to use as like a thunder tusk or something but the model's not really big enough to cover that whole base i decided not to do that so now i'm gonna try and fucking use him for the next iron blaster i got a really cool idea but i'm not sure if i can pull it off so if i can keep you all updated on that and then i had a bunch of broken models from north star that i had to repair after i got back to just little bits and pieces falling off and shit kind of chat my ass but yeah so i've been kind of all over the place it's nice not to have a fucking focus and not to spend like 30 hours a week on hobby anymore because that shit was out of hand for the weeks running running up to north star there i'm also working on a list for merry mayhem that's 2000 points in like three or four weeks here so get to that i don't know it's kind of weird to cut points but turns out the whole fucking in north star i had a hell heart and i never once used it any game (laughs) (laughs) and that's really because i didn't need to you know if i would have run into shadow or death i would have dropped that bitch out right away but and i had some dicky fucking magic opponents but fucking ogres are so good you don't need that shit (laughs) that was 50 points i never once used in the whole tournament so going down to 2k that's probably one of the things i might even drop the fire belly altogether just not as useful as he should be when he's locked in that fucking gut star so but i've been working on that it's been fun though i really like the idea of shitting myself and getting to the fucking orctonians i was really disheartened that the skin on that guy took so long though because i think you probably need like 30 or 40 nights in a list (laughs) I got four painted, and the skin on the fifth dude took 
fucking three hours. Well, it's good to know it's a realistic-looking orc yeah. <laughs> riding on a pig. Riding on a really bright, <laughs> awesome pig. <laughs> well, you know. I see another thing you've been working on is that awesome facial hair you got going Oh, there. it's pretty greasy, isn't it? <laughs> All the pics at North Star are just shaking my head. Not too bad, but I'm going to give it another week or two, and we'll see. It is getting pretty long on the side, so I think it, I think it might come in nice and long, and if it does, I'm going to rock a crazy mustache by the time we'll pack up. <laughs> I think you should. You look like you have the possibility of doing a nice Fu Manchu. Just let it get real long on the corners yeah. and then shave the middle. <laughs> Maybe. It's not a bad plan, except I look like a greasy prick for <laughs> two months building up to it, but what are you going to do? We got some fucking emails here. Let's talk about that, because there's a few that I wanted to fucking mention. We got one, bro. There's a Wapaka Primer Tournament. This is set in by... Edward Quicksall. So, uh, he's in a Warhammer group in Saginaw, Michigan. He's going to run a primer over there. Oh, there's a Facebook for it. He didn't really send me any contact information. <laughs> if I give out his personal email and shit. <laughs> I might give his personal email and everybody send him a picture of your dick. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in the fucking Michigan area or you can make it over to Saginaw, Michigan, uh, shoot me an email and I'll give you the guy's contact info. Uh, his name, like I said, was Edward Quicksall. He's only got room for like 16 or 18 people, so it's not going to be a fucking huge event. If you're fucking coming to PACA, it's on December 14th, FYI. It's also on Facebook, too. I fucking hate Facebook. That's why I don't want to click this link and goddamn see what, what the name of the fucking <laughs> is. Yeah, it's just called Warhammer Fantasy 2000 Point. Wow, PACA Primer. Yeah, he's fucking foot. Yeah, I'm just playing footsie here. <laughs> I instantly got a boner there. <laughs> it's at the Boardroom Game Center, uh, which is... 3085 Bay Road in Saginaw, Michigan. And uh, like I said, December 14th, it starts at 11 a.m. So shoot me an email. I'll get you his info if you're interested. Badass. Next up, the guys from Signals from the Frontline podcast wrote in. They're going to do a tournament out in Las Vegas called the Las Vegas Open. And that one is not until February 7th, 8th, and 9th. And that is in Bally's Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Three-day tabletop gaming convention. I'm going to get back to them. Maybe I'll have them on. They can talk about that shit themselves. And uh, keep that in mind, though. Fucking bored in February. Hit that shit up. Holy fucking shit, buddy. We got a bear cares from fucking bro named Harold Ramis. <laughs> I'm put you on the spot here. You can fucking decline the guy if you want, bear. <laughs> Your fans are eager for some bear care action. Well, we all know how terrible my bear cares always would turn out when I tried to make them up on the yeah. spot. <laughs> so this is going to so, be another fine example of that? So maybe it'd be best if I came back to that in a later episode. Now that I'm hopefully going to be around a little more, I should be able to make it on a couple more episodes this year. If but All right, we'll give you a fucking bye, but uh, I'll forward you the email and you can... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do something. I, th I think I can work with that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's good potential there. Yeah. <laughs> well, better than a lot that I guess yeah. that I've gotten. <laughs> Dear Bear, I'm hungry. What should I do? <laughs> you fucking retard. Have you been uh, reading or watching anything of interest? Listening to maybe podcasts, audiobooks? Uh, late summer, I reread the first law trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. Uh, I think I heard you guys talk about that a while back. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I talked about it a little bit on the cast back when I read it the first time. But yeah. yeah. It's really enjoyable. Reading it a second time through, pick you know, just like a lot of denser series, you kind of pick up on a lot of the stuff, you know, like the build foreshadowing and things a lot uh, better. Sure. But that's a solid read. What is it? It's uh, Is it future? Fantasy? What is Fantasy, it? but it's like super gritty, kind of turn all the conventions on their head sort of fantasy you know okay 
So, like, you know, the most heroic guy is kind of like the sniveling whiner. <laughs> you so know. it's like a anti-hero kind of situation. Yeah, you know. Like that. The wizard ends up to being a royal prick and, you know, like, <laughs> all sorts of interesting things. But, yeah, um, okay. He also, oh, yeah, and I also read The Heroes, which is by the same guy set in the same setting. And it's part of, like, three books he wrote in that setting after the, the first trilogy? Law trilogy. What was the guy's name? Joe Abercrombie. Okay. And each one of these three books is kind of, he used a genre, just forced it onto his, in, into fantasy. So, like, The Heroes is like a war a war novel. Okay. <laughs> but put in his fantasy, just like he had also written another book called Best Served Cold, which is like a classic revenge novel in, set in his fantasy world. Yeah. And then the third one, which I haven't read yet, it's called Red Country, which is like a, was like a Western style novel. Okay. But once again, set in his fantasy, his, uh, fantasy world. So. <laughs> Okay. And how, you know, it's kind of interesting. But I think Warhammer players would particularly like the heroes because of the fact that he's describing, you know, the, the battle from both a ma- from individual perspectives through on both sides, you know, as well as, you know, you're getting um, the gist of the actual battle itself, you know, and all the positions. and Sure. You get a feel yeah. for what each unit champ and standard bear is thinking <laughs> when the music starts blaring on the horn. <laughs> well, at one point, one of the characters is it is stuck in a really shitty position because he pissed off, you know, the the leader of their. Uh side and he salv- manages to salvage it by making a nighttime raid to steal like the um, closest opposing forces of uh, battle standard <laughs> and then right as day breaks he like draws attention to, to um, himself with it and uh, uh, pissing on it <laughs> to get them to um, commit to making a foolhardy charge in the half in the half light of morning <laughs> so there going to be a representative scenario of this <laughs> back of this year, year i just i just really got a kick out of that as a warhammer player the guy sitting there stealing the standard and then pissing on it and then yeah <laughs> but pretty yeah solid. it's pretty interesting and i highly recommend that i guess say to warhammer nerds but i mean obviously it's it builds on that same the whole fantasy setting so like if you're gonna get into that i'd still recommend the first law trilogy okay but a lot of fantasy fiction fans i'm sure probably read it already though so okay well, I'm still reading Dragons of Dwarven Depths <laughs> in my second time through in the fucking Dragonlance fucking Chronicles. This oh, one's one of the Lost Chronicles. Yeah, 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 I read that. I'm trying to read it in chronological order per the storyline this time, and uh, it's insane after you read the first book how different the second book is. Just different style. It's a little sloppier. It's not as good. Not as well done. But, you know, the characters are familiar, so it's fucking solid work. It's the same writers, though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. But it's like not like one of those 20, shitty ones where they... Right, but like 20 years later. Yeah. So I like it. It's really good. Finally finished watching Trailer Park, Trailer Park Boys for the third fucking time through. <laughs> I try to watch that shit while painting. It was yesterday. I think it was at lunch. And there's a fucking scene where Bubbles calls Randy the Lord of the Onion Rings. <laughs> I was laughing so goddamn hard. I had to put down the paintbrush. The fucking Lord of the Onion Rings. <laughs> so goddamn fucking funny. It's fucking good shit. If you haven't tried that out please check it out it's kind of fucking dumb humor but like drug and drunk humor but it's pretty funny definitely worth watching other than that i've been at a loss i'm waiting for fucking white tech to send me the dune cd still so i can fucking re-listen or listen to dune because i was gonna read it but then i started reading dragon lance and that's a fucking 20 book commitment so <laughs> yeah pretty stoked about that that dune gets here i'll be all over that shit because i don't have shit right now i've been watching ted talks today i did like four or five ted talks and then there's a show called extreme cheapskates 
with these fucking people who try to live on pretty much nothing. You got like people doing dumpster dives and people who fucking reuse toilet paper and shit like this. <laughs> the fuck's going on here? It's an interesting show, but I'm going to make Ginger watch it. <laughs> She'll get a kick out of that. <laughs> yeah, so I see Bits for Legends of War opens up tomorrow for pre-reg. That'd be November 8th. Anybody, I'll be on top of that shit, I'm sure. Although, <laughs> since I don't got no fucking PayPal, it's going to be hard to fucking sign up. I'll have to see what I can do. I'll probably have to send them cash, but get all over that shit if you want to go to Bits this year. Me and Butch, were fucking set to go down to Merry Mayhem. You interested in that or no? Probably not, because I'll be probably still be feverishly plugging away at Wapak. <laughs> okay. That's usually why I end up missing it. I mean... That's why I'm looking forward to next year, because if Raj tries to go beyond 100 dudes, I'm just going to tell him to suck it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, felt like you probably should have told him that already. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still take kind of a perverse pleasure in having going up to 100 guys myself, you know, it's triple digits, you know, but still, it's a lot, you know, it's, it's just the same old shit as every year, you know, oh, I just got to paint up 20 tables and a whole pile of prizes, no big deal. <laughs> Fucking people are lining up at the door. Yeah, I guess the demand is there. So, I mean, probably get 110 in there. Easy, buddy. (laughs) Take over part of that bar at the ale house. We'll just go, we'll just put some over in that tent where my uh, wedding reception was in. There you go. Move (laughs) the whole fucking thing out there. Be fucking. Uh cold as shit. <laughs> There'll be random tables set up in the hotel too, here and there. <laughs> Some of the hotel rooms that you have booked <laughs> set a table up there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to get the, you'll get this big map of, so we, it'll be like, is. it'll be like your first day in college, you know, you have to figure <laughs> out where all the, your classes are all over campus. Carry your fucking display board <laughs> down the hall, through the bar, out the door, across the parking lot to the hotel, <laughs> <laughs> up the steps, <laughs> swipe your key card, go in there. I'd be fucking out of hand, dude. That's good, though. It's good to have fucking more demand than you can fill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm hoping by not expanding again next year, I might actually get to paint models. Wow. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I'm also, I'm also going to be backing off on Derby a bit next year, too. So Yeah. That'll probably be a good choice. Yeah. Derby's for fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Let's call Raj and talk about the fucking Wapak contest. He doesn't know we're going to call him, so I don't know if he'll answer or not. But he just might. Make <laughs> a goddamn mess. Raj, this is Johnny and Golki. Bear here. We're recording a <laughs> podcast. We're calling you. See if you want to wrap up the Wapaka contest. This is the fucking first official point hammered voicemail that we've left for someone. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my balls. Wow, so much for that fucking horse shit. Let's fucking move on, buddy. Let's talk about North Star. North Star. We fucking went out to fucking Moundsview, Minnesota. <laughs> to the beautiful mermaid. Yeah, the beautiful ballroom. transgender mermaid. So <laughs> I fucking headed out on a Friday. Of course, Bear was like 20 fucking minutes late getting to my house. Yeah, it was important stuff. <laughs> Sitting around pulling on his wiener all day. <laughs> yeah, basically. So what the fuck happened Friday? Not too much, really. I think I had two beers Friday. My buddy Eric came out that I used to work with, so I sat in the bar talking to him, and that was about that. Yeah, I think I went down and socialized a little bit. I have a hard time remembering what I did three days ago, let alone, you know, last weekend. (laughs) I, uh... End up crashing with Nebrolian, the people's champion. First night I sat there and I had two beers. They're like 
20 or 24 ounce beers they're pretty big beers but i'm like yeah i feel good fucking head on over to his place like around midnight or whatever start driving i'm like holy shit <laughs> maybe this is not a good idea <laughs> i'm trying to hold the fucking phone to get the navigation go and get over to his place and shit and made it over there Losing this fucking as a hall director on a fucking college campus it's like oh shit decent <laughs> it's weird to be back on a college campus though <laughs> Been a while for this guy. <laughs> so, You're the creepy old dude checking out all the college girls. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I didn't really see many people around when I was there, but it was all right. It was solid. It was nice to fucking get a good night's sleep and fucking get up early make it to the tournament yeah i stayed in the i stayed with uh mike butcher and matt Jack in the old man's room were they sawing logs like motherfuckers or what my uh, perspective on sawing logs these days has changed a lot since that one <laughs> year we stayed with rob Fanuff. oh yeah that dude's the fucking king of snow <laughs> i've never encountered anyone who even remotely yeah. compares to that North <laughs> sense. So, but Butch then loaned me some earplugs the second night. Yeah, I helped a little bit, but it was, like I say, they weren't too bad. But. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So we fucking rocked up bright and early, feeling great. I had a fucking double Americano that morning, and it was pretty awesome. Some hippie fucking coffee shop by the university, <laughs> which I went to both days because it was so good the first. And uh, what was your list like? Oh, let's see here. Got my fancy, <laughs> my fancy quartermaster printout. Oh yeah, like when I uh. when I got the Quartermaster app, what was it? I think it was what this spring. Finally, found out what it was like. What everyone else found out years ago with Army Builder, how much more convenient it is to build a <laughs> shit aftership. Okay, here it is. The Bone Maw Tribe. So ogres. 2,200 points. Yeah, same old, same old bullshit. <laughs> I've been playing for, what, 10 years now? I think ogres came out in 03. That's when I started them. Got myself a Slaughter Master of Heavens. That's the one thing I tried out new. Interesting choice. <laughs> kind of went with a whole um, shooty theme with the ogres. Is he a uh, level 4? Yep, level 4. Uh, armor of Destiny, other trickster shard. You fucking gave him armor, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> I know, I pissed off. Was it Jervis? Is that the one? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, then I've got a Bruiser BSB with the Crown of Command Enchanted Shield. Butcher, the Forbidden Rod. Oh, hey, there's something I forgot to use. Uh, Iron Curse. Rock Eye. Oh, Iron Curse. <laughs> He's a level one of uh, Maw. Uh, and then a Fire Belly, level two. Ah, three fucking wizards, eh? Yeah, that's why I had the Forbidden Rod and I forgot to use it the entire tournament. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, <laughs> that's what you get for only playing, like, seven or eight games a year. Then I've got, uh, I had uh, six Iron Guts with full command. Well, no, no, I didn't take any champions, so Bellower Standard of Discipline. Uh, four units of ten Noblars. A unit of six Ogres with the standard Bear, Bellower, and Iron Fists. Two individual Saber Tusks. Five lead belchers with a bellower, and then another five lead belchers. Yeah, you did go shooty. <laughs> and an iron blaster. All right. So. I also was playing ogres. I also went with the level four slaughter master. <laughs> Mine was on Lore of the Maw. He had a crown of command and a dispel scroll. I had a fire belly. He was a level deuce. He had a Hell Heart, which, as I said earlier, I never fucking <laughs> used once in the whole tournament. And he had an Iron Curse icon, which I did remember every time it was necessary. <laughs> Turns out when he's in that gut star, <laughs> you start fucking searching the list for where's my save to this fucking bullshit. <laughs> I had a BSB Bruiser, Sword of Might, Enchanted Shield, and a Dragon Bane Gem. Three Ogres with a Musician, 
11 Iron Guts with a full command and a banner of discipline. 10 Nobos. 4 Morn Fang with a gleaming pennant and a musician and a standard. 4 Man Eaters with a musician and a standard and a banner of eternal flame. 3 Solo Saber Tusks and an Iron Blaster. This is very similar to the list that I took at Pure Hammer, which I did pretty well with, which is... Well, kind of stuck with what I got painted anyways, but, <laughs> since I worked for fucking months on this shit. But yeah, so we fucking rocked up, and uh, game one was <sighs> random deployment scenario where like one is one is left, two is right, tree true, five is center, six is choose. But if you had fortitude in the unit, you could put them wherever you wanted, so you automatically get to choose. Who'd you get round one, man? Um, I had a challenge from um chad hansen really so yeah i had a damn chad to meet you yeah it was rough having to start the tournament playing that douchebag but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i figured i mean i might as well you know start the tournament out right you know and try to play someone who's about equal to me in skill level so Chad might take offense to that (laughs) (laughs) i hope he does But the way the game turned out, yeah, you know, that's about right. So um, mostly we bullshitted a lot about feats of strength and uh, shit we got to do because he always helps out with Wapaka. So yeah. we talked a lot about that. So we only ended up going getting three rounds in. <laughs> you slow played his ass, huh? <laughs> yeah, basically. But yeah, he brought orcs and goblins. I didn't get a list from him, but uh, he had, see, the notable things he had. He had Gorbad and a couple of goblin doom divers naturally stolen thrower did he have any of the manglers no okay no it was pretty kind of gone out of style lately pretty orky in general <laughs> i think he had a unit of just just one unit of uh night goblins i think okay. oh i need wolf riders for harassing yeah flanks and whatnot but so yeah there wasn't a because it went so slow i it was the first game of the tournament. I don't remember it real well, but... And you were foggy because you hadn't fucking played Warhammer. Yeah, I was trying to relearn the rules. I was just glad they didn't change editions since the last time I played. <laughs> but the notable things was... The, the most notable part of the game was, like, I think, turn two, I had to take my my six-man ogre unit had to take a charge from Gorbad and predictably Ooh. got annihilated. Yeah, that's the way but that But I goes. managed to whittle his unit down to four rank-and-file boar boys yeah. and him. So he wouldn't get a look out, sir. So, yeah, in round three, I found just uh, happened to have a iron blaster staring him down, from, <laughs> but it was only about a foot away from him. So, I guess the 10 inches away from him, yeah, I roll a two for my first bounce, and then I go to roll my double second bounce and get like a four and a misfire. <laughs> so, cannonball goes all of you know. Eight inches. So you miss his ass. And miss him. So That's a big swing, too. That yeah, that would have been a big swing. Cause 375 points and general. and Yeah, so we basically, that ended up, that game ended up in a draw. And that was probably the turning point right there. He got, that was the one time that I really think I've been let down by that uh, Iron Blaster. <laughs> so I can't <laughs> complain a whole lot. So <laughs> mostly that thing is just solid all the time. So, you know. I don't even get pissed off when it misfires because it's just you know it's it's just yeah. done so much you know when it's, when it's working. So I'm in the same boat. But so yeah, you guys drew perfect drew. ten ten. Yep, ten ten draw. I think it was like a less than a hundred point difference. Uh, you know, okay, like, round one. Eric Hagen had helped out with some stuff for the tournament, so he got to pick his round one opponent, and he chose me. He wanted to fucking check out my army and play against the ogres, so it's pretty solid. He was rocking orcs and goblins as well, and he also had Gorbad Iron Claw. He also had a black orc big boss on a war boar, an orc shaman on foot, a goblin shaman on a wolf, unit of 10 biggins with a flaming banner, two units of five wolf riders, 
five spider riders, two goblin wolf chariots, two units of 25 orc boys, two spear chuckers, two doom divers, and a giant. A so, giant? Yeah. <laughs> it was a really, really old one of the Albion giants, one of the skinny oh, okay, fuckers. It's yeah. <laughs> picking his nose or something. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to go first. Turn one, just pushed it all forward. <laughs> Panicked off a bunch of his fucking units. I think I had the panic spell and plugging shit with the iron blaster. It's pretty solid. Uh, man eaters were shooting well. Decent first round. And then his first turn fails an animosity. There's a bunch of terrain, so my shit was kind of funneled through a few channels. Uh, he fails an animosity on turn one with a 25 man orc unit and then he had he surged forward then he had to declare a charge on the gut star so those bros charged the gut star cut to fucking two turns later when they finally ran off the board and being pursued by the fucking still chasing them iron guts solo saber toss are so fucking awesome and versatile i had one off on a flank just fucking with his spider riders and one of his uh bolt throwers was in a force that made him stupid so he really didn't do shit in the game and that one little guy was able just to fucking fuck around with them then i had my three ogres off on that it was the right flank you know the three ogres just teasing the fucking two chariots daring him to charge which he didn't want to do one of them panicked at one point fled but then came back and gist of the game was i just had just moved everything up and then his giant took a few wounds on the first turn i don't remember if it was the iron blaster i think it was the fucking man eaters actually but they had the scout and poison rules plugging away pretty solid he covered the backfield so I couldn't go behind him, so I just set him up in front of my own shit, but still, like, off on the left flank. Anyways, this giant goes to fucking walk over this fence. He pushes Gorbad forward, because that dude will fucking wreck my army with that D3 wounds bullshit. So this giant goes to fucking uh, climb over this fence to just move over to a better position, and he ends up tripping on the fence and falls over, <laughs> and then he's... He had killed one of the Mornfang. That giant tripping left him about four inches in front of his other unit of 25 orc boys where his wizard was. So his wizard had bailed out to get the fuck out of dodge. Gorbad was rushing forward. So I just chaffed up Gorbad. I put two of the fucking saber tusks up there. Just kind of surrounded him so he couldn't really reform and he couldn't really move. But he also couldn't see him to charge. So the only way he could go was forward. The only thing in front of him was the iron blaster. But it was pretty far away so he wouldn't... If you wanted to charge it or go for it, that's fine with me because I'd be cleaning up the rest of his army. But So the Mornfang hit the giant, blast through it, hit the orcs, blast through them. Man-eaters just take out some chaff on the flank, and then they start coming around. Gorbad, one of the key things he did, which I see why he did it, because I could have kept dicking him up with those stupid saber tusks, and he never would have got a chance to come in. But he breaks both of his characters out of the boar unit and then he can reform the boars because he's got the space at that point so i take the fucking same iron blaster shot at the same gore bad that you took <laughs> <laughs> 10 from the far edge of his base only i plug his ass get him do like three or four wounds dead badass pretty much a mop up after that by then the iron guts were coming on they fucking i had Mornfang, man eaters and iron guts in one turn that could have charged the the Boar Boys, which is pretty much his last unit. They had him in a fucking crazy surrounded position, and uh, he threw in the towel there. So it was a really fun game, though. Eric's a blast to play. I uh, ended up taking a 20 nil on that one. Boom. It's fucking solid. Solid good run with the Ogres. This is my fourth game with the Ogres <laughs> at this point level anyway. So at that point, I was still 4-0 overall with this army. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Turns out, push him forward. <laughs> So, let's see. Round deuce. This was a fortitude deployment. 
And all these had minor and major objectives as well. This one, the major objective was hitting their breaking point, and the minor was killing an enemy wizard. So who'd you draw a game to? Craig Dykstra. That's right. What was he rocking? Wood elves. Ah, wood guy. So you fucking ran him right over with the ogres, right? Well, (laughs) so this round, we got placed on table number 38, (laughs) which happens to resemble probably... A Wapaka table. A Wapaka table. (laughs) This is like karma coming to get me. It's dominated by this wizard's tower right in the center. It's like the um, Dreadstone Blight model, but it's on top of this giant styrofoam thing. So the final (laughs) model has probably got like a 20-inch circle base. And then it's then there's a like I don't know five or six impassable gigantic impassable rock formations throughout this so this whole thing is just a big clusterfuck of a board yeah so yeah we were both kind of off put by how to deal with this <laughs> um, we just before we started the game we kind of agreed you know shifted the terrain just a little bit here and there and agreed to you know that what units could fit between what <laughs> formations regardless of you know so we didn't argue about it later yeah and. Um, yeah, his list basically was a unit of Eternal Guard and a whole lot of chaff. Um, Sounds pretty wood elfy. <laughs> yeah. He took up residence in this m- building with the Glade Guard immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of started moving around to like get at his other stuff and start shooting up his chaffy units with my lead belchers. Kind of held back with my iron guts. Yeah. And he kind of surprised me, like, early on, I think, in round two. He, like, just waltzed right on out of the building, right up so I could, could get a nice charge with my with my iron gut unit. So it was clear he was baiting you? <laughs> well, it's not even... Ba- yeah, I... You know, I, yeah, I guess it would be baiting, but, like, the thing is, I don't think he really comprehended i don't think he's faced a lot of ogres because like i'm like why would you do that you know so like i was super cautious i'm like so i took the charge because i mean i had to you know it's like this is right (laughs) and so like i packed up packed the unit with the flaming sword spell oh yeah pretty badass or no the plus one to wound but flaming and magical attacks because it didn't matter like the plus one to wound he's like didn't do anything because they're iron guts you know but i'm like i just wanted the because i'm like he's got to have something going on here to do this (laughs) I also, the the re-roll one spell from the Lore of Heavens. Harmonic Convergence. There we go. (laughs) And then I also got the Curse of the Midnight Wind. See, I remembered one. (laughs) On his unit. So I had all this shit going on because I was like super paranoid that he's got something in that unit that's going to kick my ass. I think on Saturday night after we had all had that Taco Bell, we all had a little Curse of the Midnight Wind going on. That's a story for later. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That combat ended up, I don't know, I had some pretty spectacularly poor rolling. It turns out he didn't really have anything super special in that unit. <laughs> so he just kicked its ass? But no, I didn't. That's the thing. It's just like, it, it was. It turned into a big grind fest. Like, I mean, I held. How many guys did he have? Like 40 or like? It wasn't even, it was like. 20? <laughs> it was like 25. <laughs> So, like, I didn't understand what was going on. Usually these elves die in droves, you yeah, know. But they like, should. But he kept making his five up ward saves, you know. Like, mm. he'd, you know, roll, like, seven dice and five of them would come up five plus, you know. And <laughs> Sounds like you're starting to make excuses. <laughs> well, you know, anyway, it dragged out long enough for a bunch of for a bunch of dryads to get into my flank. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and, but then I managed to get my, somehow my 
Firebelly lost his unit. I don't remember what happened there, but he was on his own, so I had him charge the flank, and I thought, wow, this should do it. Should do something. Yeah. So I charge him in there, do my <laughs> do my breath weapon right away. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Like, they make the, the few hits I do make, he makes his ward saves. Oh, uh, you got to lay those out on the fucking tree kin or the fucking dryads or something, buddy. <laughs> well, it was just my position at the time. So yeah. I'm, Sounds like bent over to me. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, anyway, that turned out to be a big whopping 20 nil. Not in my favor. Oh. So. <laughs> It's like I couldn't salvage anything. It was just terrible. Uh, All because the fucking, what'd you say it was? The Eternal Guard? They just locked you up and surrounded you? Basically, locked me up. Oh, Lord. That's a terrible day, buddy. Yeah, I mean, what did you expect from me, though? (laughs) (laughs) That should have been an easy win, I feel like. (laughs) So my round two, I drew James Plant. He was rocking Skaven. I do not have a copy of his list because he didn't have one. But he had two cannons. Three units of 40 or 50 slaves, unit of 40 plague monks, small unit of clan rats that he hid in the back, like 20 strong, put his characters in there. A-bomb, that could be about it. The table we played on had this huge fucking building, and since he had two cannons, I took the side with the building. The thing had like a, maybe a, like if either a 14 or a 16-inch square base, and it was probably like 16 inches tall. It was just fucking massive, but... Because my fucking Iron Blaster is so big, that's like the only thing it could possibly hide behind in the whole Warhammer world. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'll take this side. And then I figure and I can like kind of move out a little bit, shoot one, and then move out more and shoot the other. Because that thing's reliable, right? <laughs> Set the man-eaters up scouting all the way on his far right flank like against the board edge. And uh, he had his A-bomb over there. So on my turn, I focused magic and shooting all at the A-bomb and ended up bringing it down in the first turn. I had, in the magic phase, I had the fire belly, so he's rocking fire. And then in the shooting phase, the man-eaters had the flaming banner. So taking his regens out like that, it was pretty solid. Took everything I had in, the, in that round, but I brought him down. So after his A-bomb fell, I was feeling pretty good because usually that thing will fucking rape an entire beast man army on its own. So <laughs> then the fucking man-eaters were set up to charge his cannon on the next turn and the rest of my shit, I pretty much just pushed it all forward. So his turn, he fucking he had a big block of clan rats on that side with a dude on a war litter in there. So they turned to face the man-eaters, but they couldn't get through the gap between a building and the cannon that was already there. So I'm like, well, you can move that cannon. <laughs> he didn't fall for my trick or <laughs> He did a, you know, a little bit of shooting, nothing that amounted to anything. His focus in his fire right just wasn't having much luck with it. So my turn. Mornfang char- charge a big block of slaves. Iron Guts charge a big block of slaves. Maneaters charge into the cannon. And then, of course, they fucking kick that thing's ass and then overrun into the clan rat unit. And then the ogres, Iron Guts that had charged a slave, blast through the slaves in one round because ogres are fucking badass. The whole tournament, another thing I forgot to do was impact hits with the Iron Guts when there's a unit... When you got a rank behind you, you get plus one strength for every rank. So I should have been doing these insanely strong impact hits, and I forgot that every single time. <laughs> so I was without See, that. I remembered, and I only had like, <laughs> I only had plus one to mine. So. Uh, I was being a real fucking dumbass, but so those guys blasted through. That left the Iron Guts in an awesome position on my next turn to flank the clan rats that were involved with the man eaters, which they ended up doing. Got all those clan rats and that guy out of there. The Mornfang. After my round and his round, took out all the all the slaves. Got a charge on his fucking wizard bunker, which was set up in the back. But I was over halfway across the table at that point, so they declared that the plague monks he had set up way in his left flank and 
He's just kind of slowly brought him around. He had a unit of those little skirmishing fuckers on that side as well, but my unit of three ogres had cleaned him up early on. My knobblers had tried. They charged, and a bunch of them died, and then they boogied off the table. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, all I did was chaff up those fucking plague monks for... I don't know. It was a couple turns at least. And then after I fucking cleaned up everything else he had, everybody surrounded the Plague Monk. Pretty fucking solid run all in all. 20 fucking nil. Cleaned his clock pretty good. That felt good because with Beast, Skaven are usually a really fucking bad draw. So, And, you know, I'm, I remember everything because I write it on my list there and I look at the top of it every turn, all the little things I need to remember. And I was making him take his fucking fear checks every round of combat. I was doing my stomps. I was doing everything right. <laughs> Minus the plus one strength for the impact hits. But, uh, but yeah, fucking whipped him up pretty good. He didn't see those scouting man-eaters coming at all. But that scenario kind of boned him because you can't really set up near the edge. But he gave it a lot more room than he than he needed to because you, you, you can go within nine inches to keep the scouts off your flanks. But he didn't. And it's because there was a building over there. It kind of blocked him up, and he just didn't want to deal with it. So pretty fucking solid, though. I was happy with that. I was kind of nervous when I seen that I was going to fucking have to play against Skaven, but... Turns out, ogres deal out the fucking damage to get through 50-man blocks of slaves with a little fucking trouble. So, round three. Who'd you get? You need me to look that shit up. No, I remember this. was Patrick Brendelson. Ah, Patrick. Played him round three. It's North Star like two years ago. Same armies. Yeah. <laughs> basically. What was he rocking? Orcs and goblins. He brought uh, a couple of mang- manglers. Oh, okay. So you did uh, run into some manglers before the tournament was a good, over. A good-sized unit. A good-sized squig herd. A horde of savage orc big guns, of course. Um, then some wolf riders. Pump wagons. We should say this was a diagonal deployment. Yep. This was a diagonal deployment. Oh, and I was lucky enough to get put on the same table again with a giant tower in the middle. And because the center of the table, the major objective was control essentially the center of the table. So there's an objective marker there. So, yeah. Minor minor objective was buy your opponent a beer. So we took care of that right away. <laughs> um, but, yeah, turns out this was a pretty rough one because he got first turn, moves the horde of... Savage Orc Big Guns into the building with the objective marker, and, well, you try shifting a unit of Savage Orc Big Guns out of a building when every round is the first round of combat, so they're getting the chopper bonus, and it's only 10 models fighting. That's only 30 attacks. I mean, what's the big deal? You beat them once, they lose that frenzy, but good luck with 30 attacks. What, do you get three ogres to fight them? Yeah, three ogres to fight them. (laughs) Well, you need man-eaters, dude, because man-eaters would at least get 15 attacks. Yeah, but I threw the Iron Guts at him one round, and I'm like, okay, this is not going to (laughs) work. I pretty much... So basically, I just kind of forgot about them for half a game and well, just... Well, yeah, because pretty much hit the the meat and potatoes of his army is essentially not doing shit this whole game then yeah. if you ignore it, right? So you should have been able to clean up everything else. Yeah. Eventually cleaned up the squig herd, but that was... You gotta sacrifice your... Uh, that was pretty brutal. Your saber tusks to get rid of them stupid manglers. <laughs> yeah. But if his big unit's in the building, you don't need the saber tusks anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. It was a rough game um, between, you know, the hand of Gork and foot of Gork and that stupid herd of mangler squigs. And then his horde of savage orcs did finally come out of the building. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, he realized nothing was happening and he needed to make something happen. And if you were dumb enough to put something in there, he's going to beat the living shit out of it. (laughs) I didn't even try, but um, anyway, the end result, I think I got six points out of that game. Ah, you see, he pulled a few, huh? So, yeah, it wasn't a total... 
lost, but okay. basically the theme of the first day was me relearning Warhammer again. <laughs> <laughs> I was, so what did you learn in this game? <laughs> <laughs> not to charge a bunch of Savage Orc biggins in a building. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough nut to crack. I don't know what the fuck I would have done in that situation. I probably would have tried throwing the man-eaters at them, because I'd be weapon yeah. skill four, hitting them on threes. That's one thing I learned, is I definitely need to do the man-eaters. I've had six man-eaters sitting around since like 2004 that I haven't yet to paint. <laughs> yeah. So it's either paint them or, I don't know, make a new them. army. <laughs> 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 we'll see how well. I, either of those options are highly unlikely for me at this point in time. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do here. So, Alright. My round three, I drew Jeff Nath. He's, I see him a lot of tournaments. I know he yep. just comes a pack and shit. Very so familiar. He, he's yeah. rocking Empire. He had a unit of 40 halberds with... Two detachments. One was 20 halberds. One was 10 swordsmen. He had a unit of five inner circle knights, three demigrips, a great cannon, a steam tank, a luminarch, a celestial hurricanum, two captains, one on a peg with full plate, dragon helm, sword of swift slaying. He had a witch hunter with brace of pistols. Called out my fucking fire belly as a witch. Uh, he had a light wizard and an arch lector on a war altar. He had three of those fucking big... War altar type things fucking floating around in the back. I don't remember what the hell they all were, but... So his, his whole army is, like, arrayed in the diagonal, and then his uh, th- three big fucking, essentially, things that give his troops better fighting abilities are right behind him. I was able to put the man-eaters in his back corner. <laughs> so fucking turn one moved up, took out the cannon, and then... Turns out, once in a while, you probably don't want the man-eaters scouting back there. <laughs> so with four of them... What, their one weakness is fucking armor. They're, they're just not survivable. They're only toughness four. They fucking die pretty damn quickly. So they end up in a shitty spot after taking out the cannon where two of his chariot things were facing them. And then his knights had turned around to come back that way. So they end up getting fucking pinched, wiped out. He got off some badass Laura Light spell that gave everybody ASF and all kinds of crazy shit. So they kicked the ass of my poor man-eaters. <laughs> On the other side of the battlefield, his turn one, he just moved the three chicken knights right up in front of the gut star. And I didn't really know why the fuck he would do that, thinking he's just trying to, you know, maybe add something badass in there or whatever. But there's no characters or anything. So the gut star hits it, demolishes it, reforms to face his two big blocks. I had hit his big block with a flame cage. So 40, 40 humans on foot with a flame cage. They really don't want to move because <laughs> half that unit's going to go bye-bye at least. Um, his flying peg guy charged into my unit of three ogres, sat for a few rounds, and then kicked their ass. After that, he tried to go after my cannon, but the cannon is pretty swift, so it just kind of moves. I think the cannon took five shots at that goddamn steam tank. The steam tank got a charge in, like the second turn on the Mornfang, ended up Get him down to one dude. He's running away. He did end up rallying, though, which is fucking unheard of. But So he ended up coming back. Yeah, the Iron Blaster took five shots at that cannon. One turn it misfired. But other than that, it hit and wounded every single time. And it took five fucking rounds of shooting with the, with the thing to kill him. But finally fucking brought it down. That thing is pretty fucking evil. I don't that really was, have a good answer for that. That was one thing I learned last year playing against Alex Davey. You know, like, I just, I didn't really know what a steam tank did at the time. And I charged it with my big unit. And basically, my unit, it was the one with the crown of command in it. So basically, my entire 
game that was all that happened was that fight there, you know. So it's like because you just can't do anything to the yeah. damn thing, and then you're stubborn, so you're not going anywhere. And just I tried to chaff it up a few times, but since it turns on center to move, you just yeah. can move around anything pretty much. Till later on in the game, I was using because I wanted to keep shooting. I was using the saber tusk, set him up right in front of it, an inch away, and so that he can't do shit because he can't really he can't move within an inch of it either because he's not declaring a charge. It doesn't count as a charge. So if you do that, he pretty much has to go straight to the side one way or the other, you know, a little bit forward. But that was the only way I could keep it back at that point. Had I known that early game, the Morn Fang would have been fucking safe. But that's a fucking rookie mistake on my part. So, anyways, the fucking Iron Guts end up getting in the scrum after they killed the Demogriffs. They had reformed. Then they charged the detachment of Halberds, which was twenty strong. Took him a few rounds to chew through that, and he was set to flank them with the big block of halberds 40 strong but that's i had them flame cage for a few rounds there so they didn't fucking come at me thank god after i flubbed the first round of combat against the 20 halberd block i'm like well this stupid fucking horde's gonna come in my flank so i just reformed everybody so they were facing to the side (laughs) and then he didn't end up charging because of the flame cage so the next round the combat dragged on because i only got nine attacks on the fucking halberds (laughs) but in the end i fucking broke them he was bubbling in all kinds of fucking magic. The, the turn he took out the man-eaters, he had bubbled that spell, so all of his bros are fucking ASF. Lorelei's pretty solid. It's a good good match with fucking Empire. In the end, though, I ran him over pretty good. The key is just keep pushing the fucking gut star forward in this scenario. <laughs> it's really had nothing, you know. The only thing that could have been fucking gross on it would have been the steam tank. would have held it up for a while, but... Assuming I didn't get any augments off. Barring that, it was pretty solid. I ended up taking a 16-4 off of him, which I was happy with. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's a good player, so it was, it was nice. So it was a fun game, too. So far, I'd played three different armies and three good dudes, so so far the tournament was going great. And then Saturday night, fucking, uh, I ended up going to the bowling alley with the skull bros awesome skull bros bowling invitational yeah. that i see the bicentennial every year i don't know how skull bros yeah it's the first year i've ever caught it but holy shit was it a fucking blast so we just went up to the bowling alley got shoes and balls and fucking started rolling them ordered a bunch of food while we were sitting out there it was really fun i think i only had like maybe four beers all night so i never got drunk or even buzzed because it was over the whole evening although i did have a beer at like 11 a.m in the morning because hagan bought me a beer for the first game but fucking a was bowling a blast we were just sitting there cracking jokes and laughing our asses off and they're playing fucking 80s butt rock on the fucking big video screens everywhere so there's like butt rock videos going <laughs> at one point all of us are together singing living on a prayer <laughs> as loud as we can in the bowling alley. <laughs> the place is fucking packed and it's a really big bowling alley relative to here so it's fucking hilarious though it's just a really good time i ended up bowling like a 143 or a 141 something like that so i had a really good fucking bowling game shit <laughs> after that we fucking went downstairs that's when the fucking midnight wind struck <laughs> so we're sitting around playing last night on earth which is a fucking really fun badass game if you haven't if you haven't played that, definitely check it out. It's a, it's a board game like about zombies that last like five or six humans in this town. And there's a, every, every game's a mission. The mission we had was zombies had to destroy the generators or kill however many heroes. And it uh, seemed really one-sided because the, the character I ended up drawing, first, first time I searched a building, I got this badass weapon. And then no zombie could hurt me. I was just fucking cracking skulls. And then I set myself up just dumb luck i set myself up in the perfect position to keep zombies off the generator that was by me so worked out pretty fucking solid game kind of chaps my ass because zombies can go through any fucking wall 
Hmm. It's kind of bullshit, but <laughs> well, it was really fun. Are they zombies or ghosts? And no. everybody's just, not everybody, but a handful of us in the group are just fucking farting uncontrollably, <laughs> just sticking everybody out. And I was so fucking buzzed off my ass, smoking the fucking vaporizer. It was crazy. And plus, I smoked a fucking ton of cigs, too, so it was, it was a blast. So hanging out with the Skull Bros was a really fucking good time, and I think a lot of fun was had by everybody that night. What did you get up to Saturday? I don't even remember fucking... No. I don't remember seeing you till later on. I ate dinner with the old guys, Matt and Butch, and then played some smash-up with Matt in the hotel room. And then those guys are crashing, you know, <laughs> like 11 o'clock, so I, like, waltzed Is that when you finally came down? Actually, I think it was earlier than that. Actually, it was only, like, quarter after 10, I think. I yeah. moseyed on down and hung out for a couple hours. Yeah, we all... It's uh, after you were done with the game. Yeah. We're just sitting around farting. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Fucking such a good time it was i was like 11 between 11 and 12 everybody really started crapping out so i think i ended up leaving there like around 12 o'clock to go back to Garrels. i yeah. didn't want to get drunk because after getting a little buzzed up last night and trying to drive back i'm like well i really don't want a repeat performance of that and if two beers did me up last night <laughs> so I, like i said over like the last four hours i didn't have a beer the whole time we were bowling or anything and good fucking time so it was such a fucking fun night man yeah see that's the thing like right after game three i was looking for you looking for you guys couldn't find you i realized that you must have all went to the bowling alley right away yeah plus we kept popping out the smoke cigs and yeah <laughs> well i looked outside too i'm like what the hell happened oh, there's the like a bros? side door on the far end so if you weren't looking oh. out there you wouldn't have seen us but yeah fucking bowling rotor's fucking hilarious doing all these fucking dances and shit up on the bowling alley. <laughs> pretty solid good fucking times that's just what i needed to was in kind of a fucking slump there and driving home after it was all over I got really fucking, like, down feeling. Like, man, that was so fun. Now we got to go back to, like, normal life. Oh, God. I can't no. imagine going back to, like, work and all this bullshit. I just want to fucking go to Warhammer tournaments. <laughs> I have fun all the time now. It's such a fucking good time. But, yeah, that was that. Let's take a break. Alright, so fucking game four. This game, it was a normal pitch battle deployment. The objectives were having a scoring unit completely inside your opponent's deployment zone, which was worth 300 victory points. The miner was keeping your opponent from having a scoring unit completely inside of your deployment zone. So who'd you draw for game four? Tim. Bajur. 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 I don't know. All right. <laughs> you see if you can figure out how to pronounce it. It's like, I think it's B-J-U-R. <laughs> Bjur? I'd Bjur, guess Bjur, but I don't know. That would probably make too much sense. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But he was playing high elves. I actually have a copy of his list. Holy shitballs. Yeah, he had a couple of, couple of nobles, an arch mage, an arc mage, regular mage, a 12-man unit of dragon princes, 
which I noticed right away. Let's see. Small <laughs> unit of archers, some silver helms, reavers. But his arch archmage was in his was in a twenty man block of Phoenix Guard. Three repeater bolt throwers. This game it really came in handy having six completely worthless drops. <laughs> he pretty much had it, almost his entire army deployed by the time I dropped my last um, saber tusk, and this is before I started putting anything down that could do something. Yeah. Um, he ended up having his phoenix guard with his arc mage way off in one corner, and all I just so I deployed all my crap way on the other side where there's a nice big building. It was like the orc table on the building. Oh, and I should point out I was actually slated to play on the same table I had played on twice already the previous day with the huge wizard yeah. tower in the center <laughs> uh, luckily Mr. Stentz was kind enough to just swap us out so it wasn't too bad but yeah <laughs> so but anyway yeah uh, so my deployment ended up being except for two except for a saber tusk two knoblars and then I put my iron blaster on that end everything else was on the um, right flank yeah next to a big orc tower so were you trying not to have to fight his Phoenix Guard, or what? I was just trying to... Um, his mage was there, so yeah. with Lore of Shadow. Uh. So I was well out of range of most of his spells. Trying to avoid the fucking pit of shades. <laughs> and um, then also the tower also counted as an Auric Idol, which allowed you to reroll failed charge moves. Okay. So that was kind of came in handy. Plus, I like with all those lead belchers. Turns out a good place for lead belchers is in buildings because I can just use the platform of the you know the base size of the building for measuring my shooting and yeah. magic and stuff like that. So sure. I usually end up giving up turn one though, of course, because of all my deployments. But, yeah. But in this particular case, it worked out okay. Yeah, I moved in one unit of iron guts right into the building. Or, I mean, iron guts. I lead belchers into that building right away. And yeah. Just shooting the shit out of his cavalry. <laughs> I pushed two units of Noblars, you know, fr you know, right in front of each other, right towards his uh, dragon princes with my iron guts behind. Yeah, that worked out really well. He, you know. Took after the bait. <laughs> yeah, after he got sick of getting shot at by the iron blaster in the flank, and then like you know the lead belches <laughs> in the building, you know he charged the the first one, which retreated, redirected yeah. to the second one. They retreated and ended up like two inches in front of my <laughs> my That's iron guts. Scary. Plus That's... with my bulls off right in his flank, so you know I declared <laughs> the charge the next round and he fled. So then I <laughs> so then I sat there and shot him for another couple of rounds before I finally plowed into him with just the iron guts. He's only two inches away. You ought to have been able to catch him unless he rolled like 12. Even then, well, you'd probably still catch him. Yeah. I remember that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he rolled He rolled really good because he ended up damn near back into his deployment zone. Yeah. So. But yeah, and there was archers. There were some archers right there, so I ended up getting a double charge in with my... My ogres hit the archers at the same time as they hit the... My iron guts hit the dragon princes. Yeah. The reavers were off way on the flank and were... I don't know, we're just playing chicken with my lead belchers, you know, they'd get closer, closer, I'd shoot them, I finally declared a charge, and they run away, so then they, then I'd shoot them some more, and finally, I think I totally annihilated one unit, and then, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, the whole thing went really well, I mean, for me. So um, how was, was the shooting effective against the knights with the lead belchers, were you able to take them down yeah, decently? Yeah. yeah, I took out, over, I think I took half the unit out before I got into combat. Uh, nice. Also the fact, though, that I prevented him from getting any charge yeah. Obviously, I mean, it was huge, you know, because that knight's on a charge, you know, it was pretty rough for ogres. Strength five at least, yeah. Um, yeah, and 
I ended up oddly enough using my scroll to keep him from using like the steed of shadows because <laughs> otherwise, you know, like if he got closer, then I'd be you know have to be worrying about, about magical times. So yeah, but if he does that, he's on his own. You can puck him with the cannon. <laughs> yeah, probably got a four plus ward, but yeah, but it, um, if he gets close, then you hit him with the hellhard, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you end up winning, huh? Yeah, I ended up winning that one. Uh, the one thing this became a trend for the day is I think three separate occasions I miscast with rolling very conservative three dice for like <laughs> a magic missile spell and then every and then ironically every time I miscast it was always like the Urinan's Thunderbolt or um, Piercing Bolts of Burning yeah I would always roll a one hit you know like on the unit after the miscast <laughs> and in fact my um, fire belly got sucked into the warp <laughs> like on, on one of those three dice miscasts mm. so it was kind of that was kind of annoying but overall I think I was like a a 14 point victory for me okay so you pulled some fucking points nice so, yeah that was nice so all right well i drew joe crier he was rocking warriors of chaos by now i was fucking sitting pretty man sitting up on top table feel pretty good about myself <laughs> <laughs> i'd gone to bed at like 12 30 we had gotten an extra fucking hour of sleep because it was daylight savings time oh, yeah, so that's always awesome freaking very well rested it was fucking super solid so table we ended up on this is kind of a elven like a wood elf themed table there was two two like waystones or elven type things in the center but what they did was they allowed re-rolls to charges if you were swift stride for both of them did that and joe's list was a chaos lord of the collar of corn on a jugger dragon helm talisman of endurance sword of swift slang and the other trickster shard pretty kitted out fucking lord at 400 points he had an exalted hero bsb on a demonic mount with an iron curse icon sword of anti-heroes which is just evil in a goddamn gut star with three characters on that badass character and he had an enchanted shield he also had a chaos sorcerer as a level two on a demonic mount with a familiar the Chalice, Opal Amulet, Charm Shield, and the Skull of Katam. His troops were 13 Marauder Horsemen marked of Nurgle with flails and a standard. He had 5 Marauder Horsemen marked with Nurgle with flails and a standard. 2 Nurgle Chariots. His stuff was all painted in a Zeech theme, but nothing was actually Zeech. <laughs> so, uh, 2 units of 5 Seeker Cav with whips and a banner each. And he had 7 Blood Crushers with lances and a standard. Which he put that put that fucking big blood crusher unit down, dumped both of his characters in there, and I was just shitting bricks. <laughs> but I'm like, well, not a big deal, you know. I'll keep my saber toes close, and I'll just run up and chaff them up. So my deployment, I put the unit of three ogres with the muso on the far left. I put the noblars on the far right, figuring I can run them forward into his deployment zone, trying to get the scenario points, you know, because that was worth 300 victory points. And then the rest of my shit just pretty much hunkered down. Around around the center the man eaters did not scout behind them they end up on my side but uh you know in front of my army still on the left flank again he pretty much pushes it forward on his turn <laughs> uh the man eaters go forward and shoot the three ogres go forward the noblars go forward i'm just taking pot shots with the cannon turn one pretty fucking awesome he had left his mage off on his own I believe because he didn't have a mark of corn, so he couldn't join like the corn unit. But left him off on his own behind like the Marauder Horseman or something. So my turn one, I went first. I'm like, well, I'm definitely. I didn't know what kind of kit this guy had at the time. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna fucking shoot him because why the hell wouldn't I with the Iron Blaster? So shoot him. Of course, I hit him and then wounded him. And he's like, 
Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Charm Shield rolls the one. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, he's got an opal amulet, four plus ward, rolls like a three. I'm like, three wounds, boom. Took him off turn fucking one, dude. So he had some shitty roll in there. I guess that's the breaks when you set your shit up like that. It's going to happen from time to time. So I was feeling pretty good after that. Turn one, turn two. On his turn one, he just pushed his shit forward. On his turn two, the big block of Marauder Horse, 13 strong, charged the fucking Mornfang. Does a fuck ton of killing. And of course, the ogres can't hit him back for shit because he's got Mark and Nurgle. The only thing that saved my bacon there is I end up doing enough killing. And if it wasn't for that, he would have fucking got the Mornfang with that greasy shit. The rest of his shit just came forward. He was he got me good, though, because I had my Sabertus next to my Gut Star just ready to chaff up that big block when it came forward. But those fucking Seekers, they have moved 10, so he's declares a charge on one. I'm like, God fucking damn it. You only need like an eight to hit him. So I had to flee with him. I couldn't let him get up there like that. And then he declares a charge on the other one, and he needs like an 11. And I had to let it go, and he failed it even with the reroll from the Elven Waystone. It's like, holy shit, that just saved my shit. So, on on the far right flank, right flank the Noblars had moved forward. Marauder Horseman just kind of ignored him, but he, he dedicated a chariot to taking out the Noblars on that side, and that took a few rounds because I'm just being a squirrely little fuck. Mm-hmm. On the left flank, the Maneaters took out a unit of Seekers, or shot them up pretty good. There's like two left, and then... Maneaters turn and start coming towards the center. So on his next turn, he I had backed up the gut star so that the back of their base was on the fucking table edge because I did not want to fight the unit of seven blood crushers plus a bunch of characters that were fucking rolling in. So I backed up. I thought he was out, but it turns out he wasn't. He needed an 11 to hit me. I'm like, well, it's as good as it's going to fucking get. There's nothing I can do about it. He rolls it and fails it. He's like, hold on a second. Reroll for the Elven Waystone. Rerolls. Boom. Fucking hits it and just comes storming in on the Iron Guts with all the fucking muscle on the planet, which ends up resulting in just this crazy fucking grind fest in the center. He's beating the shit out of me, and I'm barely doing anything back to him. The only thing that's saving my bacon is a stubborn crown. And, you know, I'm, I'm fucking augmenting myself, plus one toughness. I'm giving myself plus one strength. The shit that ended up saving my ass this game is like three or four rounds in a row. I cast a regen spell, so I'm regening that. And I really wasn't making a lot of them. I was flubbing a lot of it, but it was enough to keep me in the game. In the end, he got the gut star. At one point, I flanked his unit on one side with the Mornfang, on the other side with the Chariot Iron Blaster. Chariot stuck, but the Mornfang ended up running away because they weren't stuck fast. And then turn after that, I brought in the fucking Maneaters. They flanked the fucking same unit. So all this fucking fighting is going on. Just insane shit. So he ended up fucking killing all the Maneaters, killing all the Iron Guts. The, my BSB was last man standing. He ended up breaking, so he died. Mornfang fled... So the standard died. There was still two left alive. And that had just left him with one of those blood crushers and with his general. His general, I think he, I don't think he had taken any wounds at that point. So the fucking Mornfang rallied on my turn. And then they turned around. And then that same turn, he fucking wiped out the rest of everything else that was going on there. His, his chariot, one of his chariots ended up coming around. The other one started coming around later on after it had taking care of the fucking Noblars, but I was able to chaff that one up with one of the Saber Tusks. All the while, my three ogres were marching into his deployment zone to get across the table. He tried to stop them with some of his fast, fast cav units, but they just fucking ran them over. Three ogres are decent. So, like the last, my last turn of the game, I had nothing left on the table other than a Saber Tusk, which was going to get smoked by his chariot, but that's fine. And then I had two Mornfang, 
and I had three ogres in his deployment zone. So the Mornfang had the choice to charge his lord along with that last blood crusher, and that last blood crusher had taken a wound or two, so he was wounded. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going in just to get the points for the fucking big unit of blood crushers. So I send in the last two Mornfang, knowing they're going to die because that lord's going to crunch them. I did end up pretty easily killing the last blood, pr- blood crusher, put all the attacks on him, and with the impact hits, I killed him. So that just left his lord all alone. He, of course, wiped out the fucking Mornfang, though, so I had nothing left on the table at the end except for one unit of three ogres with a fucking musician. And he had his lord, like two chariots, and I think that was it. He's pretty pretty well beat as well. So I got 450 bonus points from the scenario because he didn't have any scoring units in in my deployment zone. The minor was worth 150. The major, 300. I did have a scoring unit, which was one rank of ogres with a command model, which was the musician. So I pulled 450 bonus points out of that. And then we totaled it all up. And I fucked up the, the first time and I counted it wrong. For some reason, I counted it from 1999 instead of 2199. Uh, and at that point, it was a fucking 10-10 draw. And I was like, holy fucking shit, dude, if it wasn't for that... So the scenario of the table cost me because he got that reroll and ended up getting that charge on me. But the scenario saved my fucking bacon because it allowed me to pull back to a draw. Later on, he did come back. He's like, dude, I think you totaled this up wrong. And sure, shit, I did. Either way, so it ended up being a nine points to me, 11 points to him. Um, but I was still super happy with that based on what I was dealing with. I didn't know how the fuck I was going to get through that. So came through that one with a nine eleven and was feeling fucking... I, I did feel like my chances were lost for the overall because didn't win a game big. Usually 20 nil system, that's how you got to rock it. But I was still feeling pretty good. Three three wins and a fucking minor, minor loss slash draw. It's pretty fucking solid. So I was feeling I was feeling good at this point. Went and got some fucking McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and you weren't feeling good anymore. <laughs> yeah, it turns out. <laughs> so last fucking game, the scenario. This was Battle for the Past Deployment and then... Night falls at some point, so the battle would end. So starting on turn five, you'd start rolling to see if the battle would end. Objectives in the center of the table on the middle line, there were a few. Everybody had to bring a, an objective marker, so the objective markers went down on that, and there were points for controlling that. And there was also minor points for controlling more table quarters than your opponent. So that was that. Who'd you draw last round, buddy? Uh, Skull Bros, very own Flando Clarissian. Nice, Flando. He's rocking Empire, right? Yep. He looking. fucking took uh, best painted at Wapaka this year. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a pleasure playing against him because I got to see that beautiful army up close and admire his amazing facial hair. He does have some glorious, like, beard, <laughs> orange beard going on. Pe- yeah. He's the guy that people frequently mistake for Domus. <laughs> but, yeah. What was he rocking? Yeah, it was Empire with General Beast Wizard, level two. That was his only magic. <laughs> she said he was regretting at that point <laughs> quite, quite a bit only bringing the level two. You can hold on. Boy! Who's a goddamn naughty animal? Hey! Knock it off! He's fucking cat. Jesus fucking Christ. Boy! What a fucking moron. <laughs> uh, captain, a master engineer, uh, 35 swordsmen, a detachment of 10 archers, uh, 11 inner circle knights, 24 great swords, mm. a great cannon, four demigriff knights, a hellblaster, and a steam tank. Okay. So he took out the steam tank, like, turn one with the cannon, right? <laughs> so I don't think it's possible. <laughs> How'd it go? Um, it was, 
It was going all right. Uh, most of the game, I mean, he's a fun guy to play against. You know, the, his uh, front line ended up being, you know, the Demigriffs, the Great Swords, and the Inner Circle Knights. So I pretty much concentrated all my fire on the Great Swords, seeing as I figured I could actually kill those with shooting. Except for my Iron Blaster, which just kept blasting the steam tank the entire game until it finally died because <laughs> i knew that was after my previous experience getting into combat with one of those i knew that was pretty much the only way of taking that thing down the nice thing about that those is apparently as they take wounds you know they start shit starts going wrong and they start doing damage to themselves <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was a fun game i had a few things that you know i, was, I, had, I had learned a lot of stuff from my previous win but some, you know, then I learned some subtleties of just what happens when shit doesn't go exactly as you plan. Like when you have your noblars, you know, you bait with the noblars like that, and they flee, but don't make it on the other side of your iron guts <laughs> and just get in the fucking way. <laughs> but yeah, eventually it just I ended up losing. But though I pulled, I think I pulled four or six points out of that game. <laughs> You're blaming the whole loss on the noblars, or what? No, no, it was a lot of things. Um, you know, just a few mistakes I made. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, there's just a few things like that I need to take. I need to be smarter about my placement so that I don't have those kinds of issues come up. And, yeah. And it's just going to come with me actually trying to get more games in, you know, here and there and not playing, you know, only once every six months, you know. Mercifully, the, the game ended on turn five with the Nightfalls rule, so <laughs> otherwise <laughs> it was turning out to be another 20 nil, you know. <laughs> my game, so. oh, we did end on turn six, so. <laughs> but, yeah, there's always that potential. So, yeah. so what was your final standing then? One, one, and three. Yeah, three draws? <laughs> or no, so one, one three, and one. one. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I hardly ever get draws. I don't know where they go in that order. So, <laughs> so one, three, and one, yeah. Okay. Well, I drew against Ryan Nickel. He was rocking high elves. So he had a level four archmage with a book of Hoth and a talisman of preservation. I think it was 320 fucking points, which is insane, but I guess he had 100 points of items on the fucker. He had a level 2 mage on metal with a dispel scroll. He had a BSB with a sword of might, talisman of endurance, 21 sea guard, 2 units of 12 archers, 5 dragon princes, 22 sword masters, 2 bolt throwers, a phoenix, and 2 great eagles. So he covered the backfield pretty good so the fucking man-eaters couldn't scout again. <laughs> and... My table was split. I had the same table with that huge building on it that I had played on earlier. And it only left about 9 or 10 inches on the left side for shit to get around that building between the table edge. So I just put the knobbars over there in a building because they could control the table quarter. And then I put the unit of three ogres over there and one saber tusk just to fucking see if he'd put anything over there of any import. And then on the other side of the building, so like right in the center of the table were the guts and then... Next to them were the Mornfang, and then on my edge of the table on that side, there was a Saber Tusk. There was a Saber Tusk on both edges of the table, and then the Iron Blaster was right next to the Saber Tusk. So my turn one... Shh, fuck, push it all forward. Because <laughs> have to get in those elves. He had a lot of fucking shooting, and he had the magic to deal out some damage to me, so his lord was on high magic. But anyway, so turn one, I killed the Frostheart Phoenix with the cannon. <laughs> that was pretty... I might have taken some of the shooting from the man-eaters as well, but either way, the fucker went down on turn one, which was pretty awesome. It's nice to have reliable ways to deal with big, shitty monsters, because Beastmen, which is literally in, a, in the 3,000-point tournament, Screw City, I have fucking tied up 
with a goddamn Frost Phoenix, and it just doesn't go away, and it just fucking drags down your strength, giving you ASL, just fucking makes a world of pain. But ogres actually get that reach out and touch someone ability, so it's pretty fucking solid. So yeah, that was awesome. I just kept pushing it forward. He on, I think it was his turn two. He maybe it was his turn one even. He took out, get the arcane on forging on the slaughter master, and took out the stubborn crown. I didn't even bat an eye. Just stuck with the fucking original plan of push it forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next turn of his, he charges the sword masters. It's a big fucking unit. 22 of the bastards with a BSB and his lord. Charges him into the gut star. I don't know. The only real hope I had was that he wouldn't do a lot of wounds. <laughs> Which, sword masters, they don't get the rerolls, but they are pretty fucking badass. So, they fucking... What I did was, I pushed the fucking BSB, the unit champ, and the firebelly to the front figuring if the firebelly somehow lives that I'll fucking crack his ass with a breath weapon as well as all the other bullshit I'm gonna fucking hit him with so he ends up doing a just a fucking mountain of wounds but because he had to allocate everything on each individual character he ended up wasting like 9 or 12 wounds or something he wasted a ton of wounds he did a lot of extra killing on the champ a lot of extra killing on the firebelly I think he put like 16 attacks on the firebelly and the dude's only got 4 wounds and no saves so he wasted a fuck ton of wounds and so he only ended up coming out of it with like 1 on the BSB and then three for the champ and then four for the fire belly and then of course everybody pushes forward and i just did a fuck ton of wounds back so i end up winning the combat and then he stuck around though i think he got lucky on a break test that round like on a five and then we ended up grinding from then on i fucking hex and augmented up making myself a little more badass plus one toughness pretty solid for keeping me alive and uh i don't think he let me get the regen off he was aware of that situation so those like two or three rounds of combat and then those fuckers were dead the Maneaters got completely annihilated by shooting, which kind of sucked, but it was all right. They were, like, right in the center of my army, but my general and BSB were there, so I was getting nine up re-rolls to standard of discipline on everybody, so nobody ran away. One turn, he forgot to move an eagle on the far side of the table, and he had a unit of five knights next to them, and he had a unit of archers that was kind of behind him. So I measured everything out to see which unit, because they were right on a table edge. I measured everything out to see which of my units was closest, and I made sure it was my iron guts so that if he boogied, he'd be going straight at the table edge with the knights. And then the cannon killed the eagle, but the, the knights ended up passing the panic check, but the 12 shooty guys did not pass the panic check, and they ran right off the table. So that left the knights on that side pretty much all by themselves. He ended up running those knights forward at the objective, and then I flanked him with the three ogres I'd kept on that side. But those ogres never end four fucking rounds of combat or something. It's just dragging on and dragging on. I end up flanking them at one point with a saber tusk trying to bring them down. Eventually, I did get them all. And then that left the fucking unit of three ogres standing there. Because he really couldn't do any wounds to me. He's only strength three. Uh, but with his one plus armor save and a six plus ward save, it was pretty hard to fucking get anything on him. But that left those those ogres standing there holding one of the objectives and they're in a table quarter by themselves i try to take out one of his bolt throwers with a solo saber tusk and he ends up flubbing it (laughs) beats the guy back and dumbass me had ran my other saber tusk up there so he fucking panics off (laughs) so i left the one bolt thrower Uh, the mornfang after the man eaters have been blasted out the mornfang charge into the sea guard fucking sent them bastards running so the end of the game was pretty much his other unit of 12 archers with his level 2 wizard popping in and out of the building trying to magic the Mornfang. Just, uh, and at one point, 
He did. He killed one, and I ran him around behind the building trying to charge his fucking uh, bolt thrower that the cannon ended up killing before the Mornfang could get back there anyways. And uh, if I could shoot some, kills one, I get two shots at a nine, fail them both, can run right off the goddamn table. So, But at that point, I fucking cleaned him up pretty well. I think at the end, he might have had one bolt thrower left, and then that his uh, wizard had miscast and fucking died from it. Then um, that's the turn he got the, got the Mornfang, so that was definitely a worthwhile trade for him. So he had like that unit of 12 archers, and he had a bolt thrower. And I really hadn't lost much. I lost the Mornfang and the Maneaters, but end up taking a fucking 18 2 out of this one. So that was fucking nice. four wins and a fucking really close loss. So sitting pretty good. I was sitting on fucking 84 battle points. So end results, buddy. I end up fucking scooping it, man. Oh, I said 83 battle points is what it was. Sorry. Uh, there's only one, one dude with more battle points than me. That was the dude that. On the last turn, uh, Chris Kastner, he's playing Warriors on table one on the last turn. He ended up 20 nil in the people's fucking champion. So I fucking, I was pretty nervous. I didn't know how it was going to fall because I knew I was up there. I knew I cleaned up on painting points. Did not know where it was going to go. So they end up calling Chris up there for best general, and they had given best painted to Alex Davey. And then as soon as they called Chris up for best general, everybody sitting around me looked at me like, motherfucker. <laughs> end up fucking taking the hammer home, dude. It was fucking badass. Pretty solid. Great fucking outing with the Ogres. Those dudes. So I had that one like close loss draw game. Other than that, I played seven... No, eight games with those dudes, and that's the only time I didn't fucking stomp face. Mm-hmm. Totally different world than the Beastmen. The Beastmen, it's hard to fucking get a big win like that. And I think part of the reason that... I'm doing so well with the Ogres at the moment is because I played Beastmen so long. So you have to fucking be on top of your shit, where your dudes are, what you're going to do, turn or two, what your fucking plans are. You really have to know what's going on if you're going to do well with Beastmen. And uh, when you play Ogres, they're pretty fucking forgiving. So I found over the course of the tournament that you know people focus a lot of attention on like the man eaters and the Mornfang, and they are a fucking super threat and they're both worth a lot of points but it's not a big deal if they die if those units go down it doesn't really matter as long as it means the gut star is kicking the shit out of stuff the whole time yeah. which i make sure it is so uh, it's pretty solid because you can't ignore those units and they're worth a lot of points but in the end they're not fucking vital to the plan yeah. so <laughs> um yeah, it was pretty funny because once I realized I was going to crash with Mike Gerald, you know, I was setting it up, we were texting back and forth, and I was joking about stealing his good luck and becoming the people's bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the fucking people's bastard has arrived, my man. Pretty badass. What a fucking great event, man. I had five different players. Everybody was really cool. I ended up giving my best opponent nod to Eric Hagen. Super solid dude. But, like, every opponent I had was fun to play. It was a good game. Good, great games. The only thing... Was was a little dicky was the zinch warriors guy where everything was <laughs> something other than zinch yeah and like some of his models were just bases with cork on them so i don't know if he had broken models or what but like unpainted cork on a black base like a black unpainted base it's like dude this is a tournament man but it was all right he's you know he's a good dude to play and everything so then that was probably one of the toughest builds i've encountered so yeah i had a fucking ton of people come over and talk to me about my army it was the great unveiling of the fucking bull ogre so a lot of people fucking like that and I got a lot of feedback and just people asking how I did things, you know, what's what, how the hell did you pull that off and blah, blah, blah. So that was really cool. It was nice to chat with everybody and get a lot of feedback. I did end up winning player's choice as well, along with best ogres generals. So fucking solid, man. Butcher had second best army. Uh, he had his Nurgle demons, just fucking badass cannons that he made. 
And check yeah. that shit out on the Butcher's Bill blog. Yeah, the event was fucking awesome, man. There was no hiccups, no bullshit went down. It was fucking tight, well run. North Star is always a great event. The fucking terrain was solid. Yeah, it's always a, a must attend event for me. Yeah, I agree with that. That's one of the few I wouldn't miss. The venue wasn't even a problem since this year I wasn't fucking wide open trying to get drunk. The only <laughs> real complaints I had about the venue is that the beers I did have were like eight fucking dollars. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's good beer and it's. I think it's like 24 ounce, at least 20 ounce. So you get yeah. a lot. Just used to these. I'm used to these Wisconsin prices. And, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I can't fucking say enough good about it, man. It was a great fucking time. And cheers to everybody who gave me votes for player's choice. That was appreciated. And I was thinking about it too. If I bring Ogres next year, now I'm eligible for best painted. Because <laughs> they got a rule. You can only win it like once every, there's three. a three-year moratorium on it. So you can only win it once every four years. With the same army. With the same army, yeah. So next year I could be a fucking shoe in for best painted if I bring the Ogres back. <laughs> I'm looking for the results, but they don't actually have all the pictures and the individual prize results up yet. So they just have the standings. I thought it was Whitnoon because I think uh, Stents gave him some crap. Uh, when he gave him the award. The old paint a new army thing. Yeah. I fucking, you know, people fucking actually say that shit a lot to me, but guess what, motherfucker? It takes, I've been, I'm working on Orctonians now, and I've been working on Orctonians on and off for a couple years. Now I'm going to try and fucking focus on it when I'm not building up the ogres more, but just watch how fucking long it takes, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a while. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. If you, if you want to get to that level, you don't fucking crank out an army every yeah. six months, you know? Or maybe some dudes do, I don't know, but... That's not my style at all. I like to fucking take it to the extreme. <laughs> so um, it was awesome to get my fucking get the ogres out there. It was great not to fucking play beast man. I was fucking stoked. It was also really awesome not to get totally fucking wasted and be have a super headache and be sick all weekend like I was at fucking Screw City. I was so fucking sick all day Saturday. So yeah, man, great fucking times. Anything else to add about that? Yeah, that summed it up pretty well. You gonna uh, evolve your ogre army any? Try and fix up your list a bit, make something a little tougher, or what? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like I say, Wapak pretty much dominates my life right now. A little bit of model painting time I'm gonna have will probably go to Gorka Morka because I've really been having a blast playing that. So. Yeah, yeah. Raj been giving us the updates, so uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, but he's he goes on about it a bit. So yeah, that's a game that requires absolutely no strategical skill whatsoever because it just kind of plays itself. You just hope for the best. <laughs> well, orcs is the best, <laughs> but everybody is orcs, so yeah. Unless they're fucking weird old boneyard robot fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, cool, man. Let's uh, talk about contact, then we'll wrap it up. Contact us. You can get us on email, pointhammered at gmail.com. You can go on fucking dipshit Facebook. <laughs> For some god awful reason you want to. If you're one of the old fuckers, because, like, that's all that's on there now is, like, my mom and my aunts sending me requests to fucking play Candy Crush Saga. It's <laughs> wide open, like, five or six fucking invites a day from old relatives to play fucking stupid ass Facebook games. <laughs> I don't want to play them. I fucking don't like Facebook. This is not going to happen. Voicemail 601-879-4728. You can phone in a Bear Cares. We'll make Bear get to the Bear Cares we've received next fucking time we record. Gear, we still got some shirts. I got most every size. I know I got a triple X, a double X, 
probably got an XL and a medium, maybe even a small in there still. Dice, dice are running a bit short. There's red and white left still. Check out the forum, pointhammer.com slash forum. If you're curious about any of the music we play or whatever, it always ends up in the episode posting on there. You can check that out. Or otherwise, it's kind of a dead forum. So probably wasting your time if you go out there. Check out the blog, youmagnificentbastards.com. I put up a post on the fucking big badass iron blaster i got a lot of fucking comments and responses on that dude over the weekend people fucking loved what they saw and i'm happy to hear it he's turned out fucking super badass and i don't know if i'll try something else that big but crazy check it out it's uh totally fucking massive and i'll be posting my ongoing progress should be an orctonian up there before too long here and some more fucking bull ogre man eaters and that kind of bullshit bear you gonna post anything on there or what uh, if I think enough to take any pictures midway through a uh, Wapaka table or something or some prizes, I don't know. Yeah, I'd like I know to everybody see those always. <laughs> everybody wants to know about the prizes, but the thing is, is I always kind of like to keep an air of mystery to how those are constructed myself. But maybe someday I'll I'll do a how it's done thing for the, the magnificent bastards forum. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I might do a table or two or something. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. Usually, I just get so problem is I just get focused on what I'm doing. I kind of forget to take step-by-step pictures and shit so yeah. i'm a big picture guy i just like to track things the blog i found is really awesome because you can look back now now that it's been going for a few years and see when you worked on what and i found that really interesting because i'll go back a year and be like oh man this is what i was working on then it's kind of depressing because i'm <laughs> still working on it <laughs> yeah, some things but it is kind of cool because you just have this history of all the stuff you've done and it's mm-hmm. laid out and there's good pictures and all that so check that out butcher came up to me at one point during the tournament just scoping out my shit now he's planning on taking it to the next level for whatever army he comes up with next here he's like you uh you raised the bar and uh he's gonna try and answer in kind so <laughs> see what he fucking comes up with i'm sure it'll happen long before the orctonians see the light of day <laughs> but i think that's it man that's all i fucking got anything else uh suck my balls suck my balls Without alcohol, it ain't hard if it weren't for these goddamn scars and memories and hell that helps me sleep. Oh, I cannot focus if I don't rest, and if I ain't doing nothing, Lord, I get depressed. So here's the raising hell and living cheap. Oh, hell, life ain't all it's supposed to be. Walking floors and worrying behind locked doors, avoiding friends you hardly see. Well, I've lived and learned, and Lord, I made it back. I fought three at once, and they whooped my ass. But living's better when taking chances constantly. I like to get high as a mountain when I'm crumbling to my knees. Getting all that shit they talk, it don't mean a thing to me. We are all mixed up in this landscape, huddled in the shade. Searching chain of store shelves for identity. Well, these wrinkles, they are proof of age And read them all in single days of Learning who is who and what is what See, man, some may show a mask or two And base their lies and have it more than you Man, that life must be lonely as fuck You see, that's not how it's supposed to be 
Laughing up commodities with money that you don't have or even see. I've lived and learned and Lord, I made it back. I want nothing, that's still all I have. It's not what you make or do, it's how you're living. I like to get high as a mountain when I'm crumbling to my knees. Hitting all that shit they talk, it don't mean a thing to me. We are all mixed up in this landscape, huddled in the shade. Searching chain store shelves for identity. Small talk, that shit. Don't mean to do what I'm told In fact, I've opted out I've given up You see, man, money is a thing of the past You spend it once and it don't come back So says Reverend Bobby Joe Small So that's what's up This is not what it's supposed to be Walking floors and worrying It's about life and love and family And thinking free I've been lit up before and I've right back, made mistakes and I learned to laugh, tonight I'm getting drunk and simply living, I like to get high as a mountain when I'm crumbling to my knees, and all that shit they talk, it don't mean a thing to me, we are all mixed up in this landscape, huddled in the shade, searching chain store shelves for identity. Chain store floors for identity. I packed up, packed the unit with like um, with a um, I had the spell the uh, what the okay Golki brain fart going on right here. I gotta remember some. <laughs> I gotta name. edit this shit, Golki. <laughs> Get your shit together. It's gonna take fucking forever. Okay. 